Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdenado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology secrets that drastically improve work performance. Its founder is Joe Ross. Joe Ross played fullback for Army. He also was an assistant coach at Army, and we uh, thank Joe Ross for sponsoring this uh, podcast. Uh, our This is podcast number 46, according to Apple. You could follow us and subscribe on Apple, Amazon, um, uh, Spotify, and you can also, we also have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to uh, at Black Knight Nation. And uh, we'd like to welcome in our guest tonight, Ryan England. Ryan, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me on here. Great to catch up and, and talk a little bit about uh, Army football. Absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate you hopping on uh, your station in Hawaii. So there's a big time difference and uh, we were able to make this happen. Uh, I was on break a little bit away from the podcast game. So you're our first podcast back and what a great uh, guest to have on uh, for a podcast uh, considering, you know, Ryan, when you, when you were at West Point, that was when the turnaround, the football program happened, right? I mean, that was, um, I, I was going over that 2017 season and just the games that were um, you guys were able to play uh, to the last second, pulling out wins, big victories, winning the Commander in Chief's Trophy. Um, when you when you when you think back on it, what are some of the um, memories that 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 stand out for you in your playing career? Yeah, you know, freshman and sophomore year, we were. Uh, I went. I think I went two and ten, and then four and eight. And um, the biggest thing there was we were always in the games. The problem was is we never we never actually won them, and it was it always came down to the last minute. 2017, we kind of turned it around, and a lot of those games still came down to the last last minute of the game. But we ended up finding a way to win. So that was the biggest difference. I think the culture change um, really really started taking taking place kind of freshman sophomore year, and then it kind of just paid off um, in the end. And I think a lot of the big uh, big memories I always have is, you know, the very first time we beat Navy, that was a huge one because I think we lost 14 straight to them. And then um, obviously getting the Commander-in-Chief's trophy in Philly was a uh, another accomplishment that, that not, not a lot of previous teams before us had, um, unless you go way back to, you know, whenever they were winning national championships and, and uh, Heisman Trophy winners. But it was definitely a um, – a big turnaround for the program, and I was, I'm happy to be a part of that big turnaround. But even now, I mean, I think the teams are even better um, hmm. talent-wise than than we were, truthfully. But because nowadays, I mean, you have a uh, Markwell. I know he. I think he's he just got promoted to captain as a junior, which is huge, huge accomplishment for him. Proud of him, and um, and you know those teams. I I hope they just, they just keep getting better and uh, keep winning Commander Chief trophies because I think those are amazing experiences that you'll that you'll never forget. And then uh, being a part of that team. Um, you know, I still, I think the biggest thing, you know, people always talk about football being the, the experience, but truthfully, it's really the the brotherhood and being able to still connect with those guys. I mean, we still have group messages. We try to see each other every single year. Everybody flies down for the game and all that stuff. So that's really the biggest thing for me is really having a brotherhood for life. No doubt. Um, if got people who are listening right now or watching, if you have any comments to post or questions to ask uh, Ryan or myself, uh, please feel free to do. Uh, first off, Ryan, when we get into these podcasts, we we like to talk about how you got to West Point and the journey to West Point. And I know you were an all-state football player in Georgia, right? And I know that I believe it's Collins Hill High School. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And so, so how did you get to West Point? How did the recruiting go? And how did you end up at West Point? Um, so, you know, my, my story is a little different than, than the other guys. I, um, 
I was recruited by Coach Munkin and uh, Brent Davis whenever they were down at Georgia Southern. And then they end up leaving, um, went to West Point, and still continue to recruit me, which is, I mean, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Because, um, you know, without them, I, I, might, not have, I might not have been a, a Black Knight. So um, I was getting recruited by them at Georgia Southern, had an offer to actually go down there and play receiver. And then uh, whenever they went to, uh, whenever they went up there and took the job um, for West Point, they gave me another another offer and actually offered me to be a running back. And then for me, um, my dad and my grandpa were all in the army, um, so it was kind of something I always wanted to do. Um, and uh, you know, I I kind of just prayed on it, and then you know, it ended up happening because I think um, talked to my parents about it. They said, you know, go wherever wherever you think's best. They they really didn't put a lot of pressure on where to go. They just wanted me to to be successful and be happy where I'm where, where I went and. Uh, up there, you know, academically, it's a top tier school. Um, I did always want to kind of join the military or at least see see the lifestyle of it. And then also you get to play for um, a D1 college. So to me, it, it kind of checked off all the blocks. So it kind of, it kind of, I guess, wrote itself off. And then um, I'm happy I went there. I know there was a lot of challenges there. It's academically, you know, I'm not gonna say I was the best student, but you know, I, I passed somehow. So um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. So I, I, you know, I'm very grateful for Coach Munkin and um, and also Coach Davis for them both still continue to recruit me um, after Georgia Southern and then giving me the opportunity to go up there and play. Yeah, I remember you telling me the story. You actually camped at Georgia Southern, right? Or no? Or is that I, how you kind of got on the radar, so to speak? Yeah, there was um there was a little camp. Um, I think it was somewhere in South Carolina, but you know, I think uh, but Georgia Southern or actually it it might have been. I think it was a little town in Georgia. Um, yeah, okay. they, they hosted a camp and I went there and there was a couple of good players. Um, but you know, I'm a very competitive person. So anytime I kind of looked out for whoever the best player was and I, and I, I tried to do one-on-ones with them, I guess. Um, and then I think they realized my competitive nature, you know, I talk a lot, I can't help it. It's just kind of, it's kind of in me. Um, so yeah. Um, and then they, they ended up recruiting me. They actually recruited my brother as well, which was kind of wow. put me on the radar. So, yeah, your brother ended up playing at Old Dominion, right? Or he, yeah, he did. He was uh, he went to FIU for a year and then went up to Old Dominion and played with um, uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh wow, wow. Um, yeah, I remember Ryan. You talk about your ability to talk, and I remember you were one of my favorite interviews. You were you're always a go to guy, always willing to uh, field my questions, how absurd they might have been, or you know I. I <laughs> I really appreciated that. You were always a very – you were one of the vocal leaders, no doubt. And I remember talking – well, first off, let's get to your – um, first off, let's get to your your start at West Point, right? It's your freshman year. You're playing slot back. And then in the middle of the season, right, That I guess there might be some injuries going on there. And the coaches approach you. Or how, how does it work that you end up playing uh, you know, safety for the rest of your Army career? Um, you know, I'm going to give that one to, to, uh, to Coach Bateman. He – I think he 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 always knew, and he I think he always wanted me to play um, defense because I played defense. I, I played both ways in in high school. Um, I think with with defense being more, um, I guess, instinctual, uh, that's where he, he he I guess he saw where the best fit would be. So um, yeah, there's a lot of injuries. I was on the scout team up until I think the sixth game of the season, and then um, there's a lot of injuries to the safety and the and the DBs especially. Um, during that year. So, you know, uh, bacon got hurt that year and then a couple other guys. So he kind of, he kind of pushed me over there. Um, I played a couple of practices. I think, I, I think I 
played safety for two weeks and then I got the start against Kent State. And, you know, the playbook was was a little small because we have so many new people on there. So, you know, we we basically were running the base defenses, which, hmm. you know, I mean, it, I guess it ended up working out because we beat UConn that year. Um, I played in that one. And then Bacon actually, Jeff Bacon got back, um, got back healthy and, and then ended up uh, finishing that year playing Navy, which I'm happy he got back in and got to finish his career, you know, playing Navy. Gotcha. When you're when you're kind of, uh, I guess, two weeks of practice, was that enough to be like kind of game ready for you? Or because I remember talking to uh, Coach Bateman, and he always said having you on the field was like having another coach on the field. That you really got schemes and kind of, you know, you were really a guy who who was really uh, intellectual type player. Was that pretty? Uh, were you able to get yourself in two weeks ready to be game ready? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a, a, a lot of, a lot of it for me is I, I understand I'm not, I'm not the biggest or the most athletic person. So for me, it's really watching game film, um, understanding the strategy and kind of what I think, what, what I think I would do in the situation and then, and then, uh, watching, watching what they do. So, you know, on game film, you kind of see what formations they run. So, you know, if they're in one formation, they run it 80% of the time, you can kind of creep up a little bit or, you know, if the running back is, is a, a yard or two yards behind the quarterback, you know, it's going to be a pass or whatever else it was. I kind of studied a lot and I learned a lot from coach Bateman. He, he, he kind of sat in the film room and kind of taught me a lot as well. So, um, you know, I don't think, I think I was definitely game ready. Um, now I, I don't think I played the greatest games, but you know, um, as a freshman, you know, I, I tried my best and sometimes I got beat. Sometimes I made a good play, but you know, I think a lot of it for me was understanding the game and, 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 and understanding that, yes, I, I was not the most athletic. You know, I had X Moss, Xavier Moss next to me. He might have been the most athletic person yeah. on the planet at one point. And then, you know, other guys as well. So for me, it was um, taking a lot of pride and, and studying film, kind of knowing, knowing what the other team was going to do and then helping my team be in the best position possible so we could, you know, end up winning the game. Yeah, and I mean, once you got into the starting lineup um... – yeah, Jeff Bacon got healthy toward the end of the season, but sophomore, junior, and senior year, I mean, you, you I mean, you're you're the starter from there on, and I'm one of the the defensive leaders on, on like we talked on a program on the rise. And um, man, I look at some of the the games that you guys played defensively. And I think the one of the ones that comes to mind is the Air Force game your senior year, right? Go at Air Force and twenty one nothing. Victory, I think it was one of the first times Air Force has been shut out at home. Um, do you remember a lot from that game? I mean, is that one? Uh, does that mem- does that game stick out in your mind? Or yeah, I think yeah, I, I will, I'll definitely say that was um, that was a huge game because we know we, we I don't think we beat Air Force since I was there. The first time I beat them was actually senior year, so that was huge for me to actually get a victory over those guys um, over in Colorado. And then um, I came off an injury as well uh, right before that game. Uh, I got hurt during Ohio State, so I was out for a couple weeks. And then, you know, Max Regan and, and Jalen McClinton did a great job. And um just happy I got the opportunity to kind of get in there and play against Air Force because, at least for me, I, I've i always – I guess the rivalry between us and Air Force is a little different than us and Navy. Um, yeah. I always want to beat Air Force a little more. But um I was I, I was happy that my senior year, you know, we got the commander chief and finally brought it back home. Is there any reason for that, the, the, the rivalry being different between Air Force and Navy? Uh, is there any reason uh, for, for your perspective? Um, no, I, I think it's uh, – I think that the game is just it, – it's just a little different than – you know, everybody knows 
Army Navy, so you kind of know that there's going to be a rivalry there. But the Air Force Army and also Air Force Navy, it's it's not as big of a rivalry, but there's also a lot of tension in that one as well. And and I always I always sensed it um, freshman year, and I th- I always felt like we we should have beat them the games that that we played them. It was always mm-hmm. one or two mistakes or you know a lucky bounce or anything like that. But you know that's what happens in football. You know there's going to be a bounce here or there, so you just got to you, you got to take your losses and and learn from them. But I was happy that that we end up beating those guys. Cause that is, that was a check off the block for me at least. Yeah. That's a historic performance, right? That will go down. That game can go down in army football history as shutting out, you know, air force at their place. And then I was looking at, you know, the, the Eastern Michigan game where J- James Gibby Gibson makes that, you know, t- tackle right on the half yard line of with on a game winning potential game winning two point conversion. You guys beat Daniel Jones and Duke that year. You uh, beat temple in overtime. The snow game, I mean, the Armed Forces Bowl versus San Diego State. Wow. I mean, uh, how about that snow game against uh, Navy? That game, uh, wow, that game goes down to the wire. You know, the field goal goes a little bit uh, wide left for Navy. Uh, that's a game that – another game that goes down in, in recent Army history. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, there was a lot of games that season. And, and you know, it was the same thing freshman, sophomore, junior year. There was, there was always games that I think – out of like the 12 games or 13 games we played, 10 of them were always within three points within a minute left. So it was either defense or the offense having to step up and make a play. And we did, fortunately, our senior year and junior year. So that was um, unbelievable on, on both both parts. You know, you have Ahmad Bradshaw over there running the offense. And then, you know, we had AK, um, John Voigt. John Voigt in the, in the Navy game was probably the reason, single-handedly single-hand, the reason why, because if he doesn't chase down – chase down the quarterback and get that, that shoestring tackle. Um, you know, they score and then, and then they don't, they don't even need the field goal at the end of the game. They kind of just yeah. need out. So there was a lot of plays. There's always one or two plays in the game that that's the deciding factor. You just never know when they're going to be. So you just have to treat every play independent from the one previous or the one coming in the future. But um, yeah, it was a great experience and I'm happy we finally got that trophy to, to come home. Yeah, that last drive by Navy, um, you know, you guys really, uh, you know, stalled them a little bit to uh, um, force the field goal. Um, were you on the field for that field goal? And and the what what are some thoughts that come to your mind on, on that drive and that kick? No, so unfortunately, I got a little a little injured um, previous to the field goal play. I got I, I was taken back, so I was actually in the locker room watching it from from a TV, but. You know, watching all the guys go out there and and dive around and make snow angels after you know we we ended up getting the win was it was funny and and, and also um, just a great a great time when everybody got back to the locker room. You know, you have generals, old army football players, you know the current football players, and then uh, and then some of the future ones as well. You know, some of the recruits being there, it was it was a great moment. I'll never forget it. And um, and uh, I think there is that that game brought a lot of people closer and also brought a lot of people. Um, I, I, I guess they, they brought people to be, to want to be black Knights and be, um, be West pointers because, you know, that game, I think it has the second most viewed in all of college football behind the national championship. So it's a huge game. Um, every yeah. single year, it always brings in the people. So, um, just knowing that both sides of the ball, you know, are going to, are going to serve the country is, is also a huge thing. So, you know, there's, there is a lot of hatred there, but there's also a lot of respect knowing that regardless at the end of the game, you know, we're going to, we're going to be fighting next to each other. So um, it was a huge game. I'll never forget it. And, and a big shout out to, to John Boyd for making that tackle. Cause if it wasn't for him, we probably don't hold the trophy up. 
No doubt, no doubt. Um, just just a, cu a couple other questions I want to ask you. First off, can you describe to people what it's like playing for Jeff Munkin and you know what that what the culture is like when he because you were one of his you know, first recruiting classes and then you know to to start out where you guys were to, and to finish where you ended up. Um, I think the biggest thing is toughness that he does expect you to be tough and he expects you to fight through, you know, whatever it is that you're going through and, and, and be accountable, I guess. So those are two things, accountability and toughness. Um, practices are hard. You know, there's a lot of teams that don't tackle and things like that during the week. And then us pretty much every single, every single Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was, we were, we were basically doing a scrimmage, you know, even before Navy, we're still tackling each other, which I think kind of puts a toughness in us of, you know, playing through the whistle, um, never giving up. You know, he uh, he expects a lot from you, but he also, I mean, he's a great person, a great man, um, great family man, great coach. Um, I owe a lot to him. He he was a great person to me, and um, instilled a lot of traits, I guess you could say that that are still in me today. Um, helped me out in my in my career as well. Um, but yeah, he he just expects a lot from you, and you know, accountability is one thing. You know, you're gonna show up early to meetings. You're never gonna be late, which is something that you know in real life or whenever you have a job that's it's the same thing you know you show up show up early um and then working or i guess you know playing through the whistle um if not you know we were running sprints on monday so you're paying for it i think at one point whenever i first got there freshman year um we always count effort plays you know people yeah. that aren't that aren't running to the ball and i think we had like 120 in a scrimmage so we did up downs non-stop 120 of them and I, you know you get about 40 in and and you're tired but, you know, we, we just kept going and going and going. But, you know, there's a lot of funny stories of like of, uh, I guess, you know, someone on the team not not doing the right thing or, you know, just getting in trouble, kind of kind of messing around. And then Coach Munkin immediately went straight to sprints or whatever else it was. But, yeah, I'm, I'm truly grateful for for what he did for the program. He changed it around. The culture is completely different now than what it was. And um, and I hope they, you know, they, they just keep getting better and better. Um, and I think they will under under Coach Munkin. You don't want to fumble at, 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 during practice, right? Because then you have to uh, take the steps of Mikey Stadium uh, in the middle, right in the middle of practice too, right? You you, you do. And you, <laughs> the funny thing is, you it could be the end of practice, and you know someone knocks the ball out of your hands, and he sees it. Yes, you you run all the way up to the top of the stadium, which you know it doesn't look too high up, but it's it's a good run, and you're in cleats, so you know you got to watch a step the whole way up and down. But um, yeah, I, I, I remember. I think one play, you know, we were we were doing scout team or just, you know, just doing reps. And I think I got an interception was kind of messing around and they blew the whistle and someone knocked out of my hands. Coach Munkin saw it. And I was like, coach, it was after the whistle. He said he didn't care. And I started running. So wow. it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience though. And it, you know, all that stuff, it, it might seem silly or whatever else, but it truly does. It makes you a better, a better player in the end. Ryan, I can attest to the steps at Mikey Stadium. I used to go down for pregame and always stay to like the last seconds until I had to get off the field. And I have to run up the Mikey Stadium steps to get to the press box. And uh, you know, then uh, really out of shape. I, I was I was I was winded, no doubt, uh, when I got to the top of those steps. So uh that was that was something else. Um let me ask you about toughness. You talked about toughness. You were a guy that played through a lot, right? I mean, you were a guy that played through a lot of injuries in your career, and 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 if you could get on the field, you were gonna you were gonna play, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that was a huge thing for me is was always playing through because you know you never know when your last your last snap's gonna be, and you know I think for a lot of people, football is it's been in their lives pretty much their entire lives. You know, I've been doing it since six years old. 
So it's a little different now without it. But um, for me, it was if I could play and help the team out, then then I wanted to play. And um, I was I was a little smaller, smaller than most of the guys. You know, they, a lot of the guys are six four, two fifty, and I was I think I was five ten. Uh, I think the highest I got was two hundred, and I was tackling running backs. You know, like Rashad Penny, and that that dude is a monster. And then you know you yeah. have a. Um, Aaron Jones and all them. So I was definitely banged up a, a lot of the time. But you know, if 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 I wasn't capable of of making the play, then then I wouldn't have gone out there. But I always felt that you never know when your last snap's going to be, so you might as well play through all the pain or 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 play through whatever else comes in your way. No doubt. You at the beginning of the podcast were talking about Markel Broughton and uh, how he's now one of the captains of this year's Army team. And uh, his mom is actually always uh, watching our podcast and she's on tonight. And she was saying how you were the one who convinced Markel to come to West Point. You know, I, I won't take full credit in that. I think there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of factors that went into it. But no, he's he's an outstanding young man and I'm proud of everything he's accomplished. I hope he keeps accomplishing many more and leads that team to a lot of victories. He, um, he, he's another person that's, that's changed the culture there. I think he brings a lot, a lot to the table and, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have him as a friend. I love his family to death, love his sister, love his mom. Um, hope they're doing well. Uh, and ultimately I think he, he's a huge, a huge factor in, uh, in the culture there right now. And I hope he uh, just keeps, you know, instilling his wisdom and, um, you know, his ability to just keep that team um, continuing on a on a good path. No doubt. When you watched uh, them, uh, Army play defense um, in 2020 during that pandemic season, you know, they had Markell and Cedric Cunningham out safety, number one ranked again in total yards allowed. What, what are what are things that you see you seen that made that defense successful? Um, you know, I think I think it's the exact same as um, as kind of the teams previous to them is. A lot of it is playing every single snap, you know, like, like, like it's your last snap, you know, they, they're, they're hard hitters. And I will say they, they can tackle both the safeties back there are great tacklers, but they're also smart guys too. And they, and they know where the ball is going to be. You ever know? I mean, every time there's a turnover, it's either one of those two guys that's, that's either getting the turnover or right there next to it, making it happen. Um, so I think a lot of it is just playing through the whistle. Um, and then also, you know, uh, making sure the other guys are in the right position. Cause you know, I think Mark Wells, I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. He gets a defense set up, puts him in position to make plays. And then, you know, you just have to kind of hope that your uh, teammates are going to step up and they, and I mean, that's what they've been doing. So I, I have nothing but um, nothing but faith in that team. I think they're going to have another great year this year. I, I think that they can go undefeated as long as they just keep, you know, um, continuing on the path they're on, just keep putting in the work in the off season. And then, you know, it's going to pay off uh, during the real season. Yeah, I mean that defense returns a a, a, a huge chunk of, of of starters from last year's team, according Markel Broughton and Cedric Cunningham. Um, they have to they lost John Radigan the graduation, uh, but Spencer Jones stepped up in that bowl game and looked pretty good. And he's only a sophomore, so uh, things are looking you know pretty pretty strong on defense for the Black Knights. Uh, Ryan, just let uh, people know what you're up to now and what's life like after West Point. Um, yeah, so you know I, I start off at Fort Hood. Um, I'm an air defender, so I was um, kind of doing that, kind of learning it, and then we got. I ended up getting deployed over to Bahrain, um, which was last year. I was there for six months, and then I ended up getting this job over here, which is uh, an executive officer um, of the HHB for the division. So it's um, it's a little different now. You know, I was I was kind of working with soldiers a lot more in the beginning, which I think is probably the most the most fun and the most enjoyment you'll have is you know working with soldiers because. 
you're going to get problems that you never, you never thought you would get, but you know, they're also going to surprise you and, and, and just be great people and, and kind of, uh, and make you love your job. Now I kind of do more of the paperwork. So a lot of it is making sure, you know, things are getting done at our level so that the division, so 94th, um, which is in charge of Japan, Korea, um, also Guam and then Hawaii, you know, that they're, they're successful. So, um, I think a lot of it, a, a, a lot of the reason why I've been successful in the army is because of, because of football. I mean, I think a lot of things that were instilled in me, they're kind of wide. I don't go home until work's done or I show up early, make sure I'm in shape, things like that, that I try to, uh, I try to, you know, make my soldiers kind of keep up to the standard. Um, and a lot of them do, but, you know, overall, I think, you know, the arm, the army is, it's, it, it's not, it, I would say it's a, it's very rewarding. You know, there's a lot of things that, that go into it and you know, that you're, you're grateful to have. So, um, yeah, I'm out here in Hawaii right now, which I kind of got lucky with the job, but I'll be here for three years. And then I think I'm probably going to get out and, uh, and go coach college football somewhere, hopefully. Wow. Wow. Is that something that you've always kind of wanted, had it in the back of your mind or no? Yeah. I've always, I've always wanted to coach college football. It's, um, it's been a dream of mine, kind of, kind of be a head coach of, of a team, um, is the ultimate goal, but you know, i I'll probably start out, you know, doing something just DBs or, or whatever else. Or, I mean, even if they need me to just be the film guy, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, um, the army, I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity the army's given me. I've learned a lot. Um, I've done a lot. I mean, I've traveled the world and things like that. been to the middle East, been to Hawaii, which I can say I probably would probably, probably would have never came out here or lived out here at least probably came on vacation one time, but it's given me a lot of opportunity. And then, um, you know, hopefully I've done, I've done enough to, to, to show them my gratitude, you know, just keep working hard, but ultimately, you know, I'll probably get out, get out of the army and then, you know, go, go coach college football. Well, certainly, you know, that, that you always had a, seemed like you always had a strong connection with coach Bateman, right? Yeah. I, I, I still, I still talk to coach Bateman. Um, you know, I, I make sure he texts me on father's day. I look, I, I think of myself as his, as his father, you know, he doesn't like that, but, um, yeah, so I still text him all the time. I still te- uh, text Coach Davis, Coach Monk, and I try to keep up with those with those guys and then um, Coach Coach Luce as well. Um, I think they they help me a lot in life, and 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 I think it's big to to keep those connections. No doubt, and I, I think that you know, just thinking about like Army football grads coming back and coaching, um, you know that that's something that I think that you know you have Mike Vitti at West Point right now. And you, you see the other academies, uh, Air Force and Navy, have grads also there. And I think that, you know, giving back after you, you, you've you experienced that, there's really no better. I don't think there's no re- really better teacher. Like you look at a Mike Vitti that you can have as, than an Army football grad to kind of get get the new new uh, football players through those experiences. Right. I mean, because when you there's there there are there are beast barracks right now the freshman class for army and that's uh, something that not everybody experiences so yeah no i i think it's definitely a um it's a huge thing that that that's kind of overlooked sometimes that you know it shows those younger guys that yes you can make it through because you know there's there's a lot of that there's a lot of bad weeks at west point you know where you know you're going to practice you're coming down you have three tests that week and then you have, you know, inspections on Saturday. So, you know, it gets overwhelming at times, but seeing those guys um, that's completed it um, and being there to kind of coach you through it, mentor you there and, and kind of show you what's on the outside is it's a huge thing. And it definitely pushed me, you know, I, I remember all my AIs and then, um, and then, be, and then being an AI going to coach the prep school was, it was uh, very rewarding. I, 
I'm grateful for it. And I think that they should keep up the program because it really does change. You know, it, it gives you something on the ability to coach football and, you know, kind of see that side of it. But then you also get to change and help the help the younger the younger class. And then, you know, those guys will end up being being part of the brotherhood. So um, being being able to mold them or, or at least, you know, kind of put them on the right path is a huge thing that that I think hopefully doesn't get overlooked. And I hope that they keep, you know, doing that program. No doubt. Just wanted to wrap this uh, podcast up real quick. You know, Ryan, I was thinking about pregame at West Point and they throw up the video of the starting lineups. And I always remember you um, going, um, introducing yourself and saying that you were from zone six, right? It's something that you were pretty proud of being from that, that area in Georgia. Um, talk, talk to us a little bit about that and the pride that you had through that. And, um, you had a couple nicknames too, I think, over the course of your um, West Point, your Army football career, right? Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of nicknames. I take pride in you know giving nicknames, and then I get to pick my own, so I, I make sure they're not bad. That's that that was a huge thing. But yeah, Zone Six, it, it it's just a part of Atlanta, um, the Northeast side, and it's I don't know, it was something I kind of always took pride in where I'm from because you know you gotta you gotta love you gotta love love what you've been through, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm definitely grateful. I think. I got to play against, you know, great people, Alvin Kamara and things like that in high school that kind of made me a better competitor and things like that. So I'm definitely grateful for where where I came from. And then um, and then a lot of the nicknames, you know, Nitro was a big one. I kind of made it up on the fly and then, you know, I started naming people off it and it stuck. I'm, I'm happy with it, though. You know, it's it's a good nickname. I think the funny thing is my my uh, my parents still call me Nitro. So wow. in the text messages, they're like, Nitro, what are you doing this with? I guess, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, mom, you've you called me Ryan my entire life. But um, yeah, I, I think that was a big thing. I used to love love giving nicknames and then, and then seeing them kind of stick and then people kind of molding to the nickname. Um, but yeah, it's, I've, I guess I've, uh, I guess that's one of my good traits. I don't have a lot, but that's one of the good ones is I can come up with a nickname on the fly. So what, what were some of your best nicknames, would you say? Um, Nitro was a big one. And then Pouche Rose, that was, uh, that was when I got in high school and it kind of stuck through, um, coach Babin love called me, call me that one and call me Nitro. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to give John trainer one. I, I tried to give him turbo, you know, it didn't, it didn't stick very well though. And then, uh, Alex Ackerman, I tried to call him Rambo, you know, he's a big guy, but that one didn't stick either. So I was a little disappointed, but I think hopefully, hopefully I can, I can just keep trying it and it's going to stick at some point. Gotcha. It was just awk, right? It was just awk for Alex Alkerman. <laughs> yeah, just awk. Yeah, um, Rambo would have been much better, man. Yeah, I, you know, I tried to make it stick. He just, you know, he never, he, he. I don't think he liked it very much, and I was a little disappointed about that because I, I put a lot of time and effort into in, into that naming. Absolutely. Uh, just one more. Um, Markel's mom said you you used to say you want to be president of the United States. Are those? Uh, is that still one of your goals or? You know, that is that's still one of my goals. So I'm gonna go coach coach uh, college football and then, you know, after after I'm done with that, I'll go uh I'll go up there and see if I can join the uh the politicians and see if I can, you know, just I think the big thing for me is trying to trying to help people around me and um whatever way I can do that is is the way that I the way that I guess I wanna live life and um running for president, you know, that's, that's something I'm going to try to do. You know, I, I might not win, but I'm gonna give it a good, a good shot and hopefully, you know, get a couple of votes. Hopefully the army brotherhood backs me up. So, you know, at least, at least I'm gonna get some votes. 
No doubt. I think that every like successful Navy quarterback has said they want to run for president one day too. So, I mean, you never know, maybe there'll be, a, a you know, a, you'll, you'll have candidates to run, to run against that where you actually played against on the football field. Uh, Ryan, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Um, you this uh, podcast will be up on Apple, uh, Amazon, and uh, Spotify um, pretty pretty soon. And we really appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Um, huge shout out to you know my classmates that are all, all over the world deployed or or whether they're back at the home station. And then also a huge shout out to uh, to the upcoming Army football team. Uh, wish them nothing but success and um, and happiness with whatever they whatever they end up trying to do whenever they get out to the army. Um, and then, you know, the, I think the huge thing is you're always going to find a brother, a brother, um, wherever you go. You know, I, I got out here to Hawaii and I've already, I've already reconnected with six, six guys that, you know, I played football with. So, um, brotherhood runs strong and I'm definitely grateful for every opportunity that it's given me. And, um, I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Ryan. Thanks a lot.